0: everyone welcome to today's episode of girls got goals a podcast for the woman who is chasing her goals while balancing the demands of everyday life i'm your host chelsea reed and
1: i'm your host Brittany phrase and today we are talking all about navigating the holidays so you can enjoy more and stress less myself personally my parents went through divorce when i was quite young so i grew up spending my christmas holidays at multiple houses throughout the week and on the day of christmas and it was the same thing for my husband tyler after having olivia we decided to create our own tradition. Um, by staying home on Christmas day every year, uh, just because we understand what it feels like to shuffle from house to house and how exhausting that can be. And we didn't want that for our kids. We wanted to be able to just have the day, wake up, you know, see that Santa had come open the presents and play with what's there and just like make the day out of it. Have Mm -hmm. like a nice supper. Um, and you know, if any family wants to come over and visit with us while we're doing that, that's like open door policy, but we're not going anywhere. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what, uh, we have done, uh, last year because the year before we hadn't moved into our home, but that was our plan. Um, and we really just wanted them to enjoy the day, right? use the toys, like I said, and just celebrate together and slow down. Yeah. So do you ever remember feeling that sense of like overwhelm when it came to Christmas as a child
0: or even now? As a child, actually, I had it fairly easy. So my parents, um, my parents separated, but only when I was 15 and prior to that, um, my mom, my mom's parents actually passed away before I was around. So we didn't have that side of the family to go with. And same thing with my dad. My dad's parents both both passed. So what we did it was my great aunt, my mamma and papa, they invited us over on Christmas morning. It was like the afternoon. So around eleven o'clock, after we had opened our presents and everything, we would go there for a big lunch and we'd be there all day, mm-hmm. basically right until the evening. And then about a week later, we would go to my dad's um, side of the family, like just to his brother's farm or they would come to us. And, um, that's what we would do. So we just really had two days and my mom had an open house on, on boxing day for like neighbors and things like that, but it was in our home. So most of the time um, as a kid, it wasn't too crazy, but now on the other hand, it's nuts. So I co-parent, um, my oldest with her dad. And now we also have Haley. So we have two young kids. Um, My parents now are separated. So I'm sharing Christmas Day um, with them or Christmas Days, not Christmas Day itself, but I'm sharing the holidays with them. I'm sharing the holidays with Rick's side of the family. And then I'm also having to budget my time with Avery to share with her dad's side of the family who his parents are separated and he has tons of family too. So sometimes that looks like three or four gatherings on either one of our sides, um, any given year, plus a few for Avery on the other mm-hmm. side. So I feel for her, especially, um, because I had it easy as a kid and now I can even just by the third or fourth gathering, I start to see how tired she is. Um, but one of the things that I do find that I am hit with now as an adult is the financial aspect of the mm-hmm. holidays. Yeah. I feel like there's a growing list of people to buy for now that everybody's having children. Um, you know, I have different circles of friends. So sometimes you have, we were just talking about friends miss. Some people do that and do Secret Santas and gift giving. Um, now we have kindergarten teachers and daycare mm. people to buy for. And it just seems like every year the list of people to purchase gifts for just gets bigger. So. With you and Tyler, like when you, with you having um, separated families, both of you, do you feel the same, same thing in regards to financially, like you have to be buying new people things all the time? We
1: used to, like, I I think, I don't know. I can't speak for him. Like they do a bit differently on his side of the family. They've always just done kids only. Mm -hmm. My side of family for up until really last year, we would buy for each. So like I would buy or, like, Tyler and I, I guess, would buy for my mom, and then we'd buy for my stepdad, and we'd buy for my dad, and we'd buy for my stepmom, and then we'd buy for my sister and Derek, and then we'd buy for my other sister, like, everyone. So, basically, you know, when each person's, like, $100, so like, 100, $100, 100 like, that's five, 600 you know, keep going, add it up, right? Then the kids, and then... So, wow. yeah, it's... And that was just, you know, the basics. And, like you said, we would do, it would be, like, a secret Santa at work, so there's $25 there. And then, mm-hmm. you know, when it adds up, and... um we last year on my mom's side we decided we would just pick names and then this year on my um dad's side we're doing the same thing um my mom side this year we're not doing gifts at all because we're going to mexico so that's the gift yeah um um but yeah with my um dad's side of the family we are doing uh name draws and it's, uh, i think the budget i believe is a hundred dollars um and you just get one person and yeah. then it's more personalized like it's not a secret santa um, the person still getting something that is catered to that person. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's definitely helped out financially. And with the kids and stuff, we've just been asking more for experiences and then less for toys, just because we have a lot of toys. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely helped out a bit. And it's definitely, um, you know, one of the things we are talking about is when we have like our parents um, can afford, you know, to buy, a lot of times can't afford to, you know, buy bigger things or spend more money on the kids or whatever. And it's great. But also there's that perspective, like that grandma and grandpa get the better gifts than like mom and dad. Right. So yeah. it's like, you're almost like trying to like one up everyone. And I think that's so important to like be cognizant of because, um, you know, we didn't get Livy a lot last year. Um, a natural like nothing cause he's so tiny, but yeah. For gifts, just because we knew she was getting so many from other people at this, at that point, it's almost like why, Yeah. You know,
0: and I find that... You're just adding more to your pile of things you have to pick up at the end of every day. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) So, um, that kind of changed a bit. So, more stockings and like one or two gifts maybe under the tree but they get a lot from other people and it's just like yeah they don't why add to that right now especially because they're so young when they don't even really like understand
0: mm-hmm. i saw this great thing actually on pinterest because this year is the year where i've set the boundary and i've said to myself i'm not overspending just because um and i saw this great thing on pinterest i'm sure you maybe have heard of it but when it comes to kids um to, to look at it this way to get them four things Something they want, something they need, something to wear, something to read. And what I used to do is, you know, I'd, you know, books and jammies and all that. I'd throw it in one gift bag because I wanted to, like, have as many big ones as possible. I don't know why I felt like that was – I needed to make them all, like, large. So I'd get a ton of small little things but felt like those couldn't be, like, their own thing either. Um But now I'm thinking to myself, like, something they want, okay, that can come from the big man up north, like from Santa, um, because they've asked for it specifically. And then something they need, so something that you know is practical for them, um, something to wear and something to read, because then you have, you know, stories, whether it's bedtime and then jammies for a tradition, things like that. But that, that can look like a really affordable number versus just... You know, I used to just circle things in catalogs or go to the store aimlessly because I'm a procrastinator and just buy whatever I thought. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even realize until like after Christmas how much I'd put on my credit card, things like that. Um, And I like that you say that your family is now starting to do games because it's true. As your families grow, as you add in-laws and like everybody's getting married or everybody's having families, Uh, It can really add up. And like you said too about the the place of work, you have secret Santa's there and then the friends. Like it gets to be a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of us get – we've talked about comparison a lot and I think that one of the reasons people overspend is because they're comparing their – what they're doing for their family and for other people um, compared to others or they feel like they need to one-up the person, other people. Or they need to be equal with, you know, someone may be getting you something of X amount of dollars. So you feel like you have to spend that much mm-hmm. on them as well. I think we can get really close yeah, in that.
1: Absolutely. And I think if we if there's a budget set, mm-hmm. that helps, like, stay in the um, the limits. But I also know that's a tough conversation because people don't want to say they can't afford $100. Or, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, some people can't afford more. And it's it's something to be aware of because... You know those people who can afford more um, you know and we do well but like yeah I can't like afford you know things like some other family members of mine can yeah and it's just trying to for them they need I think it's important for those people to be if you are those people who can afford more mm-hmm. to be cognizant mm-hmm. of that and not overspend because what you end up doing is you kind of make the other people feel a little bit less all yeah um, and then you know when those less than people just people not those less than people you're not less than but the people who can't afford as much um yeah find ways that you can incorporate um lower cost items to make a better gift and we were just talking about like pinterest can be your best friend in these uh things but it comes with the planning right so like we're talking about like making albums or doing things like that but also one of this is anyone who knows me knows this is like my big advocation piece right here but um thrifting for things. Like yeah. if you can find you know, like we're talking about the books. Yeah. You can thrift for books. Like get those there. Um I do that for the kids' books and their clothes. Clothes too. Yeah. Because if you if you know their size and if you know their style. Like if you're pretty confident in the person that you're going and shopping for, um, thrifting's completely fine. Like yeah. I mean I that is my, you know, my business and I sell Thousands and like of dollars on people who are buying used clothing,
0: mm-hmm. right? And it's it's a it's a genius thing. It's number one, like if especially if you're going into shopping with intention at, on getting something for someone that is actually like meaningful or specific to them, it shouldn't matter if it's second hand, right? It's all it's better. I would prefer to receive a thrifted gift that is actually relevant to me than have received something brand new that was just completely that was going to end up being a dust collector or something like that just because someone felt like they needed to spend money or whatever the case is and I've the last couple of years, I've done that for my kids for Christmas. And the first year, I was like, oh, like, are they going to know? But I'm like, no, they're kids. They don't care. It's new mm-hmm. clothes to them. And um, and it allows you to stretch your dollar, too, if you really want to. Um, It allows you to get... If you feel like you need to have more under the tree, it allows you to, you know, add some volume mm-hmm. under there, but not by breaking the bank.
1: Well, even... So, you can go to places like Valley Village and Salvation Army Thrift, but you can also go to Once Upon a Child. And all of those places, like, there's people who do donate things that still have, are t- with tags. Yeah. So, a lot of times, you can get gifts for people, um, you know, I mean, they're not returnable, but they can still have that tag attached. Or you wash them, and they're yeah. still in, like, great condition. Or, you know, spray down a toy, or sanitize it, or whatever. There's so many things. And the nice thing about Once Upon a Child is they that at that location or those stores, they are the ones who determine whether the item will come into the store yeah so they're at least quality checking it whereas like value village and salvation army like it's just donations yeah so it's a little bit different but yes totally love that for options because then you're looking through and you're like specifically thinking of the person and what they would like and trying to find some something yeah. for them instead of just being like here's a 50 dollar gift card i yeah. hate gift cards i'm a big person who believes like they should not have, like my husband is the worst at gift shopping and um, always finds like a way to like get out of it yeah. because he doesn't, I don't know if he doesn't like, he doesn't have a lot of the time to be honest, but he also is not like a fan of like being in the mall or like shopping for something. Yeah. He's not as much of like a romantic, I guess, as I. I'm, a, I'm like a cards person. Like oh, I feel yeah. like I have to write a letter <laughs>
0: and you know, See, yeah, I'm a, I love, love cards. Like I would rather have just like a card with a lovely, lovely notion inside of it versus anything else. But I do love gift cards. If it's for a place that the person knows that I love spending my money. Like my mom gets me Marshall's winners, home sense gift mm. cards for my birthday and for Christmas all the time. And because she knows that I just love my me time is a coffee and just Shopping. perusing there. And sometimes I walk out because I found a piece that I love. This is especially when I was in the Ray Dunn phase. I'd go there with no intention of buying anything, just having me time. But then I'd see something I fell in love with and I didn't necessarily have it in my budget to buy it. So my mom always encouraged me to hear like you'll have a gift card at least so that when you are doing that um, you have something. And, and same thing. I love gift cards for like experiences for my kids. Mm, so like hide yeah. and seek things like that. Like yeah. that's really great. I de-
1: yeah. So like, I guess I like, should change that. Like, I just don't like generic gift cards. Oh, yeah. Like where people are just like, same for the the all, here's $50 <laughs> or a hundred dollars. Unless there's like a meaning behind that or like they, you know, it's coming from a place like our mother-in-law does, you know, we'll give a, like a visa gift card, mm-hmm. but it's just like, she, you know, that's there's a thought behind that so mm-hmm. that one has a that has a purpose right there, but you can one, use it anywhere right or they're like you can i think i think you can even pay bills with them and stuff like that so it's just like whatever really? you need i think so
0: I'm I'm asking santa for a visa gift card
1: but, I think, <laughs> but you can yeah because it's you know you can do so if there's something that you need to pay for or whatever and it may not be like you know as adults right it's better or sometimes more so we want to fix something or our car needs a little bit of work or whatever. And that's like a gift to
0: us because it's saving us that money. Then yeah, like that's great. And it helps out or groceries for your holiday dinners or whatever, just to make things a little bit less stressful. Mm -hmm. Good point. Yeah, absolutely. And I think kind of to go on what you were saying before about the people who um, can't afford to spend certain things. um, I also just want to like, you know, there are some years where I could afford to spend, X amount of dollars, but it wasn't my priority to spend mm. that much money because I knew how many other things I could do or how, how many other experiences I could have with my kids or what else I could do with that money. So I think that even if you do have all the money in the world to spend on all of the things, it doesn't mean that you're obligated to and you can still set those boundaries. You can still say to yourself, it's not a priority to spend all this money, um, even though I may have it. Um, because you, you just don't have to, you don't have to spend all of that. You don't have to, um, flash your money. Like, and that's something too, that some people like their, their love language is gifts. Maybe it's giving gifts. They love doing that and they, they love it. It just brings them joy. That's great. But if you're still just spending because you have the money and because you think people expect that from you, uh, because you have the money, it's. I encourage you to create that boundary too and just remind yourself that just because you have it to spend doesn't mean you have to.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's a big one. And I think a lot of times too is like when we know someone else is getting us a gift, but we necessarily may not want to get them one. You know, it's just like, find, that's a struggle for me because you know, sometimes people give you gifts and you're like, well, you have to get them a gift. Yeah. People, you know, well, so-and-so got you gifts, so you have to get them one back. No, I mean, you you're don't. Like, <laughs> <sighs> you know it's a struggle and then it's like everybody... how much do they spend and then it's right. whatever trying to figure that out so it's just like if you know someone's giving you a gift there's other ways to show appreciation than also giving them a gift back or trying to match like the amount that they're giving like like you said people love giving gifts that's part of their love language so it doesn't always necessarily mean that you need to reciprocate that mm-hmm. but just make sure you're intentional when you're receiving that gift and ensuring like showing your gratitude right yeah and
0: absolutely just because someone gives you a gift doesn't mean that if you haven't given them a physical gift that you're still not blessing them at christmas too like that's another thing i mean if someone that you that one of your friends or one of your family members that you know loves giving gifts and always gives you a gift but that's just not something that you want to do for them maybe what you can do is have you know have them over for coffee Mm. or something like that and and kind of just like love on them that way spend time with them um you know create an opportunity to go visiting with them whatever it is um you know a card with a, a photo of your family something like that just to let them know that you are thinking of them and wishing them all the holiday season even though you haven't given them a gift if there's someone that's special to you because uh, you don't have to give a gift to everybody even if they mean something to you you can show your appreciation and your love for them in a different way mm-hmm.
1: right like always remember those um you know uh, you'd get those little like booklets or you can make your own booklets. Like these are all Pinterest things, but, um, and you can like, Oh, one free massage. Mm-hmm. And, like, one the coupon kiss. books. Yeah. yeah. I used to love those. You know, make <laughs> dinners. Like those are still relevant. Like, because it's still quality time. You're still slowing down and spending time with that person, whatever that looks like. Right. So if you, even if you're writing on a, like a piece of paper and it says like, Oh, f- whatever one, you know, Visit for supper or whatever, and sometimes that's all people want. Or a coupon to babysit
0: their kids if they have kids. Mm, Yeah, yeah, that would be a cool one. Totally, so many good ideas. (laughs) Yeah, there's so many ways that you can make you know the Christmas season memorable without having to go into debt. Because you know we all have goals for the new year as well. A lot of people have financial goals; they want to you know make more money, save more money, and by setting ourselves backwards like a week before like what good does that that do for anybody so mm-hmm. and even for your like the gifts for spouses and stuff I also think
1: you know it's just like important to have that conversation with them as well and don't like if that's your goal is to save money in the new year then what does that look like now mm-hmm. you know does that mean no gift like a small gift like w- where are you at with it and just like um we're talking about maybe even just doing stockings and having like a limit on also having a limit on what you put in that stocking because they were like well it didn't fit in the stocking but it's like a stocking stuffer and you're like okay well it's beside it and Mm -hmm. it's a tv and it doesn't fit you know what (laughs) i mean (laughs) but it's funny yeah i think my one year my sister yeah before it's before her and derek moved in together like um he they bought each other stocking stuffers Mm -hmm. and um it was like a key to the house and she's like well that's technically like not a stocking stuff like, the a house, house yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Well, it's true. I She's think, like, like, oh, he always does that. And even, like, if, if you've bought something small, like, this was my mentality too with Rick. We did stocking stuffers last year, and the stocking ended up being almost $150 because the things that I were buying him were small, but they cost a little bit. But I felt like, oh, that they're stocking size. And then I realized, like, I just spent a whole whack of money on things. Like, he gave me a threw me a gift card in my stocking. I'm like, that's a gift. That's a full gift. Yeah. Like, you did, know, <laughs> plus other things. I'm like, this is a lot. So, yeah, just having that conversation. And especially, you know, with your spouse, like just saying, like, we want to be able to do X, Y, and Z in the new year and we want to provide And if you have kids, we want to provide the kids, you know, with the memories and things like that. And, and just having that conversation and same thing when it comes to your parents and your friends. And I think that having, um, having those sometimes nerve wracking, but like necessary conversations can really, really help, um, clear up the kind of line and the boundary that mm-hmm. you have to have at the holidays. So Yeah, it's
1: an uncomfortable
0: conversation, but it's definitely necessary. Yeah, I would rather be uncomfortable for 5 seconds telling someone that this is my priority this this holiday and this is how it's going to look than be uncomfortable for a whole year trying to recover from damaging my credit card. Totally. Or longer than a year probably, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Um and then we've talked a lot of, a lot about time, you guys, but when it comes to the holidays, we all know that we can be pulled in multiple directions like Brittany was saying before. So we kind of want to touch on managing our time and our energy effectively. Yes. Mm-hmm. So even now, I still have...
1: I'm just counting, you guys. One, two, three, four, five, six, six four,
0: five, six. Six suppers. Holy macaroni.
1: Yeah. And that was... It was more as a kid, actually, because... I would do, like, my mom and her partner, so we go to my dinner with my mom, dinner at the, my mom's partner's house, and then dinner with my dad, dad's side of the family, dinner with my stepmom's side of the family, and then um, my grandma would have, like, a boxing day get-together, right? Yeah. And then, you know, and then if you are you had a boyfriend, you'd go to, like, their family thing or whatever, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then now with, like, Tyler's family parents are divorced as well right so it's like his mom's house his dad's house then we got to do my dad's place and then we see my stepmom's side of the family separately and then my mom and then us right so Mm -hmm. all those things so it definitely takes a lot of planning ahead yeah um and kind of we do we literally get messages for this in like september from people because everyone knows it's like you book it and it's in or if the spot's taken you find something else right because like I'm not, I'm not waiting around or like, Oh, well it might be here. It might be this day, like 20, the 25th, it's always not available and the rest of it is kind of open and it's hard with Tyler's work schedule, but the people who care to spend the time with us know that, Mm -hmm. and they make it a priority to plan, um, their time with us, um, in advance. Yeah. So I think by
0: October we had had most of the. That's smart and our family is pretty similar like Rick's mom and my mom are always like okay like what does your schedule look like but the struggle for us is that our schedule is also dictated by Avery's dad's Mm. schedule and his family every year kind of looks a little bit different so he has like so for us I guess I have my mom and then my dad's side of the family so my dad usually will do something early in the new year which is great but then my mom usually will do something either like on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day like at night um And then she has an open house on Boxing Day, which I always felt like I had to go to as well. And now my mom knows, like, we may be there, we may not be there. Um, But then for Avery, she's got our side. So there's my mom, my dad, Rick's parents. Rick's grandma usually does something, or his aunt, and they'll do one with the whole family, like cousins and everybody. And then Nick's dad, Nick's stepdad's family, and Nick's mom's family. So she's got, like, seven. And I feel for her because we share custody and sometimes it means that she's got one brunch with him in the morning and a dinner with me in the evening. And then she's got a morning with me that that morning, the next morning, and then dinner with dad mm-hmm. and she's back and forth. So we, I had. yeah. And we, it's always a struggle, but we're trying to kind of block things into chunks. So it's like, we'll have her for three days and he'll have her for three days, but it also depends on what the family is willing to do for everybody else because they have siblings who have families yeah. have kids and it just gets to be a crazy thing and yeah. I know this year with the, it being the first year in our house, we are I'm blocking off Christmas morning. So Christmas morning, like from when we wake up till at least like two o'clock, let's say, in the afternoon, is just our family. And then I think what I'll do too is I'll kind of do like appies and just say like to my parents, to Rick's parents, you're all welcome to come over. If you want to do gifts with kids now you can, or we can do them at another time, a later date um and figure that out so like my parents my mom and then rick's mom are trying to kind of figure out when are we doing dinner all of us um and we kind of just tell them like this is what our schedule looks like right now this is where we're unsure so we'll try and we'll try and do all the things but it can be really really crazy and i think that we need to almost set a boundary as well when it comes to time mm-hmm. so I know everybody wants to spend like a whole day together that was one of my greatest memories growing up is at MMA's house we got there at like 11 and we'd stay until almost six o'clock and we played board games and we listened to music and we did gift exchange and we had lunch and then we had dinner and we did all of this and that. adults had drinks and all that um but for us it's just not as practical because we have seven things or Avery has seven things. Mm -hmm. So that's seven whole days out of the holiday season. If we were to spend a whole day with everybody. So we've also had to have that conversation where we create that boundary and we'd say we can stay until this time and then we have to get our kids to bed or our kids are getting tired. We need to put them down or we need to go home. Um, And one of the things that you were saying earlier, Brittany is that you guys are really intentional about, packing and being prepared when you go into your family gatherings so what does that look like
1: yeah so um for asher if we're staying that now looks like um depending on where we're going there's always like a playpen Mm -hmm. at the place so we're not bringing one um you know and if we're staying later when he's going to be in bed then it's bringing a sound machine um and his bottle and jammies for both kids mm-hmm. so like making sure they have their blankies whatever because Libby can lay on the couch or she can stay up a bit later it's not the worst but Asher definitely needs to get to bed because they just become like miserable mm-hmm. um so trying to do that but if it's something where you know just trying to figure that out because there's like a like that cut off time yeah so it's like I could probably keep the kids up till 7 anything after that like there needs to be space for them to go and lay down right or go to bed Mm -hmm. or just to go like unwind Mm -hmm. so it's making sure like we have that stuff we're packing um to make that comfortable and to be honest if i'm going to my parents and like we do the big dinners there too with our extended family and our cousins and our aunts and everything like that i tend to like bring a pair of sweats and like, you know, like I, we always like dress up a little bit more, a little bit nicer, but I always try to bring something that's a little bit more relaxing because like the button on my pants seems to be a bit tighter after we eat the, all the food. <laughs> you need the so, stretchy pants. <laughs> yeah. I need to put the stretchy pants on. But, um, yeah. So that's one of the things, um, with the kids and I, we have done less, less stuff now. And we, there is that, um, accommodation also for having an
0: earlier supper. Yeah. Um, which is nice too. Yeah. I think one of the things too is that um, it can get hectic. We're talking about having multiple things to go to. We just want to also touch on the fact that you don't have to say yes to every invite. So I know for myself, like I've got friends miss things. I've got my family and then we've got work parties and we've got all of this stuff. And, you know, we sometimes want to be at every single one of them or sometimes there's even some that maybe we are well aware we don't want to be at. Um, but just a reminder that you can say no, and this is something that I've had to work on really hard. And this year is finally the first year where I've got <laughs> gotten to the point where I can confidently say no. But you really need to determine if you should be going. So more about asking yourself if um, if going there is actually going to bring you like positive energy and joy <laughs> at this time of year that's supposed to be full of joy, and if the people that you you would be spending your time with value your presence truly, mm-hmm. and if you value theirs, um, and if if that's a no, then you just have to set that boundary and and have that conversation. It could be just a nice, simple no. Can't mm-hmm. make it. Sorry, we're busy. Yeah. That's all it's got to be.
1: Well, yeah, for the past actual couple of years, I haven't gone to my dad's. They, my dad's had a family with my mamare and the um aunts and uncles and stuff because it just didn't work in the schedule and we had other plans and it's just like would love to be there but unfortunately no Mm -hmm. it doesn't work and um this year i know that was one of the conversations that was kind of being had is that we were spending the 25th at home um due to the fact that we lived that life for so long of go here go there go here go there as kids like uh, as a product of like a broken family right like divorced parents and we just don't want to do that and it's not any offense to anyone else and it's not specifically to like you or you or you right like you're I'm not picking out and out I'm just saying like this is what works best for us and we have to stay true to that and especially right now like with um dealing with like my mental health and my anxiety and stuff like that like I just I don't want to be anywhere where I don't feel like I'm gonna have like value from that time (laughs) um because it's been really difficult for me you know like even today's episode of this podcast is difficult for me like I spent the morning almost like wanting to cry just so like and it's the stuff is like I could recognize that it's like ridiculous but my body is making me anxious about it and like overthink it and do all these things and
0: mm-hmm.
1: I definitely don't want to go into the holidays doing that in front of like other people
0: yeah <laughs> you know? and having like, that awareness and knowing that like for me it's if I think about going somewhere if someone has asked me to go somewhere and just the thought of like trying to make it work to get there makes me anxious then I know it's a hard no yeah I just like thinking about it and like scribbling through my calendar and mean like okay like can I make it work and thinking about like okay can I bring something can I contribute to this am I going to enjoy it am I going to be tired when I get home am I actually wanted there like the, all of these questions flood my mind then I know if this is my state mentally before I even get there this is not somewhere that I think I need to be going. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with catching up with maybe that it's the people that are there that you actually you do love those people and you wanna spend time with them, but just in this time frame is not doable or fallible for you. It's okay to catch up with them later. I think it's really having that awareness around yourself and your well-being mm-hmm. and as well as being able to ask yourself if after the holidays are over, if you will have felt like that time was spent wisely and you have positive memories around it Mm -hmm.
1: and no exactly that's the thing right if we christmas isn't the only time we have to see these people like we can make time after christmas before christmas like good lord there's there's 11 extra months (laughs) of the year where you can spend time with someone it doesn't have to be um christmas you know and um don't get me wrong like i love christmas and getting together and doing all the cheery stuff and it's so fun um you just have to also be able to protect yourself. And like yeah. you said, like your, your mental health or your family's, you know, mental health or, um, just kind of like where you're at in life and, you know, whether that's money or time management or stress. Yeah. Um, but also just wanted to add in there, you know, I'm talking about the anxiety and like going and doing that stuff. But I think, um, on the flip side of things, like sometimes dealing with the depression and you don't want to leave, but I think it's important that you need at those times to get out and do those things and remind yourself like to like surround yourself with people who do love you and who want to see the best for you if you can go and engage in those conversations that aren't going to be toxic that are going to fill you Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um then I think it's important to really try and go even if you're you don't feel like you want to
0: yeah I think you on have the flip to, side I, of things, right? Yeah, you have to understand kind of the difference between the two, and and when you say about like talking to people who love you, like another thing too is with having conversations, being intentional about them too. Like yes, you may be going somewhere where all of your family may be, but it doesn't mean that you need to divide your time equally between each person. If there's somebody there who you know they fill your cup, um, it's okay to just you know casually mingle with everybody else and then spend most of your time with someone who you know you're gonna walk away with um having value from like you said. Yeah feeling fulfilled. Um, feeling fulfilled, yeah. Engage intentionally. That's something that around the holidays that really, really actually bothers me is I'm not a small talk person. I like talking I like catching up. Like I like asking people how their life is and about the experiences that they're having Mm -hmm. and how they're feeling i like talking about deep level stuff yeah Yeah, i don't think
1: oh hey how are you yeah you good 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 oh you're working oh yeah me too me too okay
0: that's great yeah okay bye see you never like i don't like that so if i'm having a conversation um let's say it's at a holiday party or like especially with like friends gatherings or like work gatherings especially or with family where it's like the extended family and you feel like you're just having surface level conversation. There's nothing with nothing wrong with politely just being like it was so great catching up with you and then going and spending your time with someone who you know you actually want to be mm-hmm. spending that time with. Like,
1: yeah, you know, polite. Yeah, politely excuse yourself from that conversation. It doesn't have to be rude. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, uh, where was I going with this? Lost my train of thought. <laughs> <No>! <laughs> Oh so good. Um It'll come to her later. <laughs> yeah, probably. Anyways, but just making sure like you were saying, like having those conversations with people. Um and nope, still not coming. No, I lost it. That's it's okay. Gone. It'll it's gone. It's in the back abyss, you. you guys. It's
0: go- <laughs> I forget. She's packing it away for now. Yeah. But yeah. Um, it's in the Halloween box. <laughs> <laughs> I think that ultimately like kind of the overarching theme about going into the holidays, you guys, is just being very intentional, um, being aware of aware of your feelings, aware of your priorities, aware of um, how you want to remember the holiday season and planning everything around that and maintaining that feeling and remembering what it's all about. It's not about spending all of your money. It's not about how many presents you can get with people. It's not about how many potlucks you can make it to with a... circle a wheel of brie cheese like it's just about spending time with people although i love brie cheese and i'll never turn down a potluck with brie cheese
1: <laughs> i almost bought some brie cheese yesterday i
0: bought some today actually it was at Sobeys and i was going to grab it and some lady had asked me she's like have you ever cooked a brie before i'm like lady let me tell you i've cooked brie a lot, <laughs> a lot what do you want? a lot of brie a lot of brie you
1: want a spicy one or you want a sweet a one sweet and savory you want a little salty. and that's <laughs> a pesto sweet. yeah she was like what kind really of bread
0: do you want with it? do you have a cracker do you want a bread do you a want a an- (laughs)
1: we're the brie the brie
0: bitches we love brie but yeah it's not all about the brie
1: (laughs) and speaking of food we know that the holidays can be a time of struggle for those who face conflict with food and if this is something you are struggling with around this time of year we encourage you to check out our october 21st episode on intuitive eating um it's called intuitive eating say no to diets and yes to healing and that will give you a bit more information on how to navigate um your relationship with food during this time because it is a struggle for a lot of us and i mm-hmm. mean i've spent christmases where i've been on contest prep and christmases where i've eaten all the things yeah this year will be in eating all the things things christmas absolutely but at the same time too it's just like i'm gonna do it in a way that is loving my body so yeah. that's the healing part of it so yeah. go listen
0: absolutely <laughs> but- Did your thought come back to you? No. No, Okay. I don't know what it was. (laughs) Brittany's thought may come back to her on another day and we'll have to hop on an Instagram story or something like that. But I don't remember. Anxiety. Guys, just kills me. (laughs) Well, that is it for today, you guys. We hope that we gave you some tangible tips that you can take into the holiday season so that you can enjoy more and stress less and uh, just have an overall good experience this holiday season. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. Make sure you subscribe and keep tuning in to future episodes.
1: We love hearing from you, so let us know what you thought of this episode. And if there's any topic that you want to hear about or any questions you want answered, send us an email to the address we've linked below in the show notes. Remember to tell your friends about the show. And don't forget they